From Alaska Teen Media Institute, I'm AGM Bao. This is Zoom Room, a youth-produced podcast where we zoom into different themes or topics through interviews and conversations relevant to us, the youth of Alaska. For this episode, we're talking about news media literacy. A group of our youth producers got together on a Zoom for a roundtable discussion to talk about the importance of healthy news consumption in this day and age. They discussed how they determine if the news they are reading is trustworthy, the dangers of mis- and disinformation, and how to talk with friends and family members about spreading articles that could maybe use a little scrutiny. Here is their chat, moderated by Atme senior producer, Quinn White. Alrighty, so we have gathered here for a roundtable about media literacy. So um, I'm Quinn, I'll be your host and guide through this experience. So um, I'll have the other members of my team introduce themselves. Well, I'm Carl Cranston Simmons. I'm an AMI producer and I'm a student at UEA. And I'm Daisy. Um, I'm a student all the way over here in UAF. Hello, I'm Ormond Lois, and I'm very interested in the future and many aspects of thereof, but things um, we're currently talking about the potential futures of news literacy. So let's go ahead and get into the bread and butter of the conversation. So what do you guys know about media literacy? Like when we talk about that phrase, Carl, when you hear the phrase media literacy, what do you think about? I think about like finding out which news sources are trustworthy and what I should read from and where I should get my news from. I think about kind of the same thing as Carl said, like, you know, reliable news sources and when like when I hear the word media literacy, I think of kind of teaching it, you know, like I think like we should we should be teaching media literacy now in high schools um, and, you know, just understanding the landscape, I think, is like a big thing. Um, like understanding like what is fake and what is, you know, real um, on the Internet can be hard and it's getting harder every day. So, yeah, that's what I think about news literacy. Like when you just say the words like, yeah. Yeah, it's trying to use like your intuition and your resources to figure out what's true, what's false or what might be misleading. Um, like you said, Daisy, you know, I'd like to think that we're I mean, we're all very smart. We're all like in like journalism. So we obviously we know how to use the news, but I know that I've been guilty of falling for misleading information. So can you guys tell me some examples of misleading information that you've come across? Um, Most Joe Rogan Instagram posts. He'll post some like big news story on one of his posts and he'll say that's like really important but like when i research it myself he got it from a source that like i don't know blasts it out of proportion and he chose an untrustworthy source so 
that's just one example I can think of. Joe Rogan. What about you, Daisy? What comes to mind? Like, no joke, I think last week I saw that, the, actually not last week, like last month, I saw that there was an article, supposed article, that said that um, a TV show that I absolutely love and that I absolutely want a second season to be made um, the article said that the second season was going to be made. I was so excited. I posted it all over my social media. I was like, oh my gosh, yes, this is a well-deserved second season. Let's go. Um, only to find out like a couple days later that it was fake. And I was like, wow, I just embarrassed myself. Um, and I still haven't recovered. Um, I really want that second season to be made. Yeah. Yeah, girl, happens to the best of us. One really recent example that I'm thinking of that really just made me laugh so hard was, um, so, you know, a few months ago when NASA released all those, like, what was it, like the Hubble telescope telescope photos or whatever? Um, maybe it wasn't the Hubble telescope. It was a big telescope where, like, they had the really detailed photos from outer space. Um, there was, like, this scientist, like, somewhere in Europe that, like, tweeted this photo and he was like here's a photo from like the spaceship and it was like a red planet and um it he tweeted it as a joke it was a slice of pepperoni but because like he's a scientist like he can't make jokes and um everybody thought that um like they were like they were like this is why you can't trust scientists they they make jokes um but it, I, I don't know i um you know, I guess that might be an example of how, like, I know um, outside, like, in our newslet meetings, like, we've talked about, like, the, like, the birds are fake example. Like, it starts out very silly, but, I mean, it can trick people, right? Yeah. So, where do you guys get your news from like daisy when you wake up in the morning and you sit down with your coffee what what are you browsing you know having a cup of coffee in the morning is my new is my new morning routine so thank you that is accurate um but yeah i usually go on twitter um or even tiktok like i i see like i follow news outlets on tiktok um too but i need to start being more like thinking more about like what I consume and like making sure that everything's accurate what about you Carl well I mostly get my literary sources on my phone through people like the New York Times or KTOL and then uh for stuff like YouTube um I'll watch people that are like known to be pretty trustworthy like Al Jazeera so yeah, that's where we get my news from. All right. We got some we got some good ones on the list. I I love like New York Times and I I read ADN every day. I love reading local news. Um I live here in LA. I try to read the local news here. Um but I do the same thing, Daisy, where I follow a lot of my I, I do seek it out separately, but I do read a lot of my news through my feed. What about you, Carl? Do you go seek this information out independently or is this information that like you're coming across in your feed? 
I guess mostly like a lot of it comes across my feed and if it looks really interesting in my feed I'll seek that I'll seek out that information more that's one of the things that I think is really interesting um I mean I think when people talk about like kids these days get all their news from social media like blah, blah 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 like we do get a lot of our news from social media however I think there's kind of two different kinds of news that comes on social media and please correct me if I'm wrong but I think there's like the news that comes from news outlets and I think there is like news that comes from like individuals um and often like the news that come from individuals like I can't think of like a specific example now but again I've been guilty of this like where I'll see a tweet and it will have like 60,000 retweets and it'll be about something and it'll take like a harsh stance and I'll be like whoa that's so true and I'll keep scrolling but that very well could be you know who knows if that's real or not I mean that's on my part so I guess that kind of loops back to being like vigilant about the information that you're taking in because I think if you're passive with taking in your information you're more susceptible to falling for misinformation yeah Quinn on that point um I think I do get a lot of um my information not a lot but like I get a lot of information from um like this you know this person who does like review the news and is kind of like I guess like goes over the news and like talks about like what's like the most topical um, like I, I religiously watch Philip DeFranco. I love De Philip DeFranco. Um, but I also understand that he is like biased, like towards like some things and he does share his opinion and the story. Um, and I think with, you know, this new rise of people like covering news um, on like social media or on YouTube, um, that line tends to blur a lot. Um, or some people think that their opinion is fact and they don't like clarify like, hey, this is just my opinion, um, which Philip DeFranco, he does say like, oh, like this is my opinion. Um, and yeah, so I think that's that's another way. I think that a lot of people, including myself, like also like digest the news. So that, Daisy, you are leading me into my next question where people sometimes use their platforms to spread harmful misinformation and sometimes hateful rhetoric so when we're talking about free speech and spreading hateful or dangerous content there is that fine line so when do you know if it's been crossed yeah that's very interesting and i read something somewhere about how like the algorithms are also having a hard time differentiating um between like like free speech and hate speech um so the fact that ai can't figure it out i mean that should be a testament to how hard it can be um although there are like those transparent things where it's like that's universally bad um you know i think just like with many things the line varies for so many different people um, and I think that's the same way with um, the line for like, you know, media content. Like, again, like I said earlier, um, there are just universal things that are just like not OK, like racism. 
not okay. Pedophiles, not okay. Beating animals, not okay. Um, but not necessarily in that order. Not in that order. But um, you know, like how I said, like racism. Like some people, like some people will say some jokes or say some commentary that they don't believe are inherently racist, but like it is like a little bit racist or sometimes um you know it just differentiates you know your personal beliefs and like where like the line is for you um which like isn't really an answer but I don't really think like I don't know well it's definitely not black and white what do you guys think Carl and Ormond I'm not too sure can't really think of anything too detailed I guess it crosses a line when um when it when it starts to make, make people feel unsafe and threatened yes i would i agree with that one i think uh the line can be crossed when somebody is offended but i think there are exceptions to this when uh when the person starting the hateful rhetoric is not actually being serious because then you have a higher chance of uh, getting to mediate the conflict by reporting and that can be difficult for many people reporting something that is hateful but will the websites actually listen to you and take it down or will they try to come up with some sort of excuse for why it's okay to say something that's very obviously hateful but i would argue the line is most crossed when someone does a certain thing that to me is pure evil when they take something that is originally okay for everyone and ruin it some prominent examples coming from sites like 4chan primarily pepe the frog and the okay symbol which was deliberately labeled untruthfully as a hate symbol and somehow was added later on to the list of hate symbols officially in the anti-defamation league that i think is when the line is crossed when someone takes something fun and ruins it not just something you see in the movies either not just someone who hates fun just someone with too much time on their hands and well at that point you'd probably hate fun as well i think that's a really great example that you brought up ormond um and i think a lot of it behind like what crosses the line is somebody's intention also i think um when somebody passively spreads information that it's harmless because it's not harmless however i think it's far more well i mean when people do it deliberately to use ormond's word i, I think it's evil yeah to try to trick people on purpose i think it's um really malicious um so i guess what's the big deal like who cares i mean why should we care why should we i mean daisy's giggling i can see daisy giggling on the zoom but like why should people care like what's the harm in making something up if it's funny like um i think a good example um i hate to say it but i'll bring it up like the leah michelle rumor leah michelle can't read that might not be true but like how i guess how is spreading like things that just like are kind of funny 
but aren't true. How is that harmful? I'm laughing from the way that you presented the question. Like it kind of reminded me of like, what's the deal? <laughs> like what? I'm laughing because of just again how you phrased it. Um, but I feel like the Leah Michelle example is actually perfect because I th- I think I saw a TikTok of her like like being like calling somebody to like read the comments for me like so she's very self-aware that it's a joke and I think that that's okay sometimes people don't understand or the or the subject of the joke doesn't understand that it's a joke um or yeah I was gonna say or sometimes like the joke is too far but then you just ask like what's like what's the line but again there is no line it is just fog but like, for example, I know this is so relevant, but the rumor that um, the royal family killed Princess Diana. Now that, do I think it's fact? I don't think, I think my lawyers that totally exist um, are, telling me, are telling me to tread lightly. But um, see, to me, like, that's kind of like, it's not a joke like it's not a joke that you know how diana died but i think that's a rumor and that's a conspiracy um that people you know heavily believe but that is also harmful because then it's like bashing um or it's like minimizing the impact of like diana's death in my opinion so yeah that's a good example too what do you think ormond I think there's a huge difference between elementary school or mean girls level of uh, socializing. There's a difference between that and social media. If if you say something that's really messed up in school, everyone's going to get mad about it. But over time, it's going to fade away. You might come back to that school in 10 years and not, nobody will remember you for it. But the internet, as we may or may not know, is forever. That's what I've the heard. Only thing, yeah, the only thing we can do is stop it before it happens. Once it's on there, doesn't matter how obscure the site is, doesn't matter how legal or illegal the activity, once it starts, it never stops. That is to say, unless you cut it off before it happens what about you carl what do you think i'm not too sure i mean all these like fake stories i mean kind of like how you guys mentioned earlier like you know there's people who think birds are fake and that's like that whole um conspiracy theory is kind of funny it's just fun to look into but when i think about it you know, there's actually people in the world that believe that, that all birds are mechanical and robots. And it's just kind of sad to think about. So, yeah, it can definitely, like, have some really negative impacts on society. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of crazy how something so silly can turn into something kind of sinister. Even though, like, I... I, I watched an interview with like the guy who made that joke up and he said he said in the interview that he made it all as a joke but like over time like the joke went way too far and people started to take it seriously and he was like 
kind of baffled he was like what what is going on like why would anybody believe this like this is a like and it sounds silly and it is silly yeah because it is very silly but my next question is um can you guys think of a time where somebody you care about shared bad information bad information isn't the right term maybe misinformation um yeah i would love to hear about that experience have you heard of prager you i'm familiar yeah yeah i remember a family member a family member tried showing me like this video where the host of prager you was on it and they said it was trustworthy but i hate prager you I, I really dislike the host because they're super untrustworthy. They just tell so many lies. So when I saw the host on it, I just, you know, kind of like not arguing, but I tried telling them like that host is like very untrustworthy and that they're, they tell a lot of lies. And I, I think they kind of understood me, but yeah. How did they react in that moment? Um, I'm not too sure. I don't think they really had much of a reaction maybe they were kind of, they were kind of hesitant to believe it because maybe they've seen that host a lot and they were kind of, they trusted them and i just all of a sudden like um tell them that they're super untrustworthy so yeah i've been in similar situations like i have a cousin who will post like crazy made up stuff all the time and um yeah it's really difficult like you're saying Carl to um tell somebody they're wrong and have them just take it well yeah that doesn't go over very well huh yeah what about you Orman do you have a time that's coming to memory a relative of mine in the family who I shall not name out of respect for her as I love her dearly, is she once sent me an article that seemed to align with her religious beliefs. And what she believes specifically in this scenario is that before the end of the world, before what transpires in the book of Revelation, there will be a false cry of peace and security. And she sent me this article from a website that is well known to publish things that don't really sound right at all. Uh, an example would be our own huge poster we have on all these different news associations where they slide to the left to the right and how legitimate they are or how much information or misinformation they give us. What I've noticed about this chart is that the ones that are the furthest down have articles that are so absurd, you don't even need to read the article to understand everything about it and to understand how much it is complete BS. Case in point, the title of this article is Pure Evil. The United Nations unveils a statue at its New York City headquarters that resembles the beast from the Book of Revelation. Of course, we looked it up. None of it was true. The only thing that made true about it is maybe that the statue is real, but everything else about it 
appears to be false. Probably could have been cleared up with a quick Google search, huh? And I did. The moment I saw that, I called her up a couple times, actually, because she got distracted. I had to remember to let her know, hey, this is a place notorious for publishing fake things. Don't worry about it. The end of the world is not coming. We are not going to have the second coming of Christ tomorrow. It's all right. But, yeah, I was concerned at first. But um, I've noticed before and since then, I've been really good at helping this relative and the family out when they find and combat misinformation, especially when people her age can be most vulnerable to things like fake messages, fake bank notices, fake bills from the IRS, yada, yada, yada. But yeah, I'm glad we were able to sort it out and that I am actively helping this person to avoid misinformation as much as possible and without any pressure to uh, do anything for herself or for me. I really like that you're taking like an active interest in helping somebody because you're right. I think sometimes, especially like our older loved ones are really like susceptible to their, they weren't raised in like the digital age like you and I were. They have a harder time, correct me if I'm wrong in saying this, but I feel like they might have a harder time discerning what could be from like you know the saying like don't believe everything you see on the internet that is what those that saying is for those people yeah and that's good too because i was raised to only believe half the things i see but now that i've actually been on the internet for more than one second at a time i believe nothing which is rather cynical but when you consider the amount of misinformation you avoid by being so untrustworthy, you dodge a bullet. You really do dodge a bullet. It's so much better when you, when you get to get and keep your distance away from these kinds of things. It's so serene in comparison to getting bombarded with stress and fake things that will never happen that your family believes in that you don't believe in and so on and so forth. Well, think about how re how easy we can rest tonight, knowing that the end of times is not upon us. Yes, the end of times is not upon us. God, I, I feel so much better. We'll be right back with more on news media literacy. Alaska Teen Media Institute is looking for youth to join our team. As a youth producer, you can conduct interviews, edit audio, record voiceovers, help write scripts, and much more. And all of that is paid work. And get this, while we're based in Anchorage, you don't have to be there to work with us. A lot of our work is done remotely. And so if you are between the ages of 13 and 24 and interested in joining at me, go to alaskateenmedia.org slash join 
You can also email us at news at alaskateammedia.org. Now back to our roundtable discussion on news media literacy. Daisy, I'll ask you this next question first. So what can media literacy do to grow students' understanding of the world? Thanks for asking me this very loaded question. Thank you. Um, Because, you know, I am prepared to answer these um, big questions. Um, I think that, you know, kids um you know youth are you know our future and they will decide our future laws our future um yeah our future laws our future um you know as a whole as a society and i think that i think that once i think that if we teach our youth you know to be media literate and to be um more aware of you know Um, misinformation um you know people leading them down a certain path um will be able to you know grow a really great community you know of of people um and yeah you know i i think it's so important to be curious and to ask questions this might be my little inner journalist talking. I think it's important to question authority, um, question like the things you see and to be, you know, I'm sh- it, since I've been in journalism school, I've had so many professors tell me to be skeptical of everything. Assume everybody is lying to you. You shouldn't assume everybody's lying to you because um, not everybody is. But I do think it is important to take all information with a grain of salt and not just, um, again, I'll, I, I've said this a few times throughout the episode, I've been guilty of these things before. You know, I've been guilty of agreeing with something because it aligns with how I feel or how I see the world or whatever. But sometimes you kind of have to get over that a little bit. You have to get over like, okay, well, that's what I think, but that's not reality, okay? um kind of get over it a little bit but what do you think Carl what can young people learn from gaining these media literacy skills I remember reading in like a history class that this guy from the 1800s said that like no matter how much information is out there people are always going to find the right information eventually I just you know if we help the youth become more media literate. Um, it'll just kind of speed up that process, and that. Well, the goal is to have them find better sources. So, sorry, that might not be the best answer of it. No, it's okay. We're asking really big questions. I mean, obviously, like if if we knew the questions to some of these big answers, we'd be able to solve some of our problems. If I could make everybody a media literate super genius, I would. Um, and that's what we're trying to do here. But what do you think, Ormond? What can, or how does media literacy help us understand the world? Well, I think the way we've been presented issues of any scale, it's been presented to us so as to intentionally or not trigger some sort of fight or flight 
this doesn't happen immediately, but I believe it starts with two things that can precede or succeed one another, fear and or hate. And I've heard that many times. Fear turns to hate, hate turns to fear. It's being defensive about everything needlessly, uh, fighting each other instead of pursuing some form of compromise. But we need to eliminate this problem. It's been out of control, not merely recently because of more accessibility, but it's been around for a long time, possibly since the beginning of our multiverse. I think we need to stop presenting problems, especially to younger people, as if there is a burden on them constantly and there's nothing they can do about it. We need to stop telling children this is happening all over the world like they can't contribute. We have to stop being so dismal and broken and sad. We need to give more opportunities, chances of pursuing peace, love, harmony, diversity, of course. But most, mostly just positivity. It does no one well to say, uh, I'll quote an old PSA about a certain disease, about, uh, about AIDS. It's, it talks about it, it talks about AIDS, talks about how you can stop AIDS, but before it does that, it presents what I believe is supposed to be a hook, but it ends up just frightening the viewer because it says something like, AIDS has killed this many people so far, but soon, AIDS will kill more people in Australia than World War II. That isn't positive. That isn't uplifting. It's going to scare you away from doing whatever they want you to do to save the world, to help make the world a better place. Positivity must be key. We must, we must not take away presenting information, but we need to do it in a way that doesn't frighten us into hate and fear and needless defense. We need to stop the fights, take the information in in a much more, a much more positive way, and that can inspire us to action. I really appreciate that, Orman, really thoughtful. So on that note, I have my last Sorry. Oh, Daisy, please. Sorry, I have, I know, I have another thing that I just thought about um, when I was like rambling. Um, I think the main thing um, is that it teaches us critical thinking, which I think is something that we have lost uh, in these past few generations. And I think that, you know, critical thinking, being able to, you know, think with our heads and not our heart um, on certain things and like with our, you know, own personal biases, I think um, if we teach that, you know, at a younger scale, then we can, you know, create a better world and create, you know, a better and more positive space and, and a space of understanding. Cause then we'll think like, oh, this person is hungry. So we should give them food instead of like thinking like, oh, like, wh why don't they work? Or like, why don't they go out and get their own food? You know, we have that kind of critical thinking and sympathetic and empathy to, you know, go after and go after information with the knowledge I think is also because you know misinformation is also just 
information presented um in a different way or presented you know not completely accurately um but you know with like you know critical thinking and you know teaching kids at a younger age level to retain that better that's a great observation daisy that's awesome so in some just in some of our conversation what can young people like us do to combat the spread of misinformation um and i'll go ahead and let Ormond go first i would just say the previous answer but with, with more of an emphasis on action you know, we, we definitely we need to do more than just talk about it i think or i've been told some can stand for something but without taking action they're just like i believe the word is a figurehead and they're a sign of peace a sign of wanting peace but if you spend all your time making a painting of your own you could teach yourself by looking at other people's paintings but if you just stare at them all day looking for details that you can use on your own you're not going to get anywhere because you're not taking action so i think in lieu of what crises like covid have have done to us we have to take action we have to do something so that's what i think to that point ormond i think um this might be a little bit contradictory, which I think is kind of funny, but, you know, to seek out more information and to, you know, you know, read everything that you can and learn everything that you can about media literacy. Um, There's so many great videos and great talks about, you know, navigating um the space nowadays and navigating, you know, what is um like what is correct and what is, you know, wrong information. Um. So, yeah, I would just say just, like, take, like, a day and, like, go on YouTube and just look up, like, media literacy class or course um, and, you know, just learn, like, the basics of, like, if the article doesn't have an author, if, like, look up the author of the um, the article or look at the date that it was published or, you know, go to another source and see if they if that you know backs it up um if that information backs it up so yeah just those like basic steps I think learning those basic steps I think can really improve um knowing you know knowing like what's what's true out there and what's not totally I totally agree with that do you have anything to add Carl I mean, to promote news, I mean, media literacy, just try our best to help educate people about like what can be and what can't be uh, good sources of information. And then, like, you know, we're all, we're all guilty of like consuming misinformation. So listen to other people too when, you know, they point out that our news sources might not be the best sources. So. Yeah, stay open-minded. Also, you know, like 
I think Orman's example earlier was a really great time where, you know, Googling something probably could have cleared it up or using websites. There's a lot of different websites. My personal favorite is Media Bias Fact Check. That is MediaBiasFactCheck.com. Um, big, long URL. Um, and, like, there's a lot of websites on, like, that are, like, databases where you can search a different outlet and find out like where they fall on like the bias chart what kind of information they're putting out there is it factual is it mostly factual is it not factual at all it's a really great tool and resource um so and you know another thing that i think is really important for people to do is read things before you share them you know don't just like read the headline and be like whoa that's crazy and share it um because I mean you didn't read the article god knows what's in there um I highly recommend that you read things before you share them at me tip of the day um but I mean that's what I do that's what our crew does does anybody have anything else to add yeah um, so when I got my second round of, um, COVID vaccines, um, when I had my second one, the one where like everybody got like, you know, a little, a little different symptoms afterwards, um, I got really sick for like, um, for like a morning for like about like six hours. Um, I woke up with chills. I felt nauseous and dizzy and I just overall was just feeling really bad. And my cousin, um, who is very progressive, um, so progressive that she believes in herbal remedies um was really nervous that I was going to get paralyzed um because of an article that she read and she sent it to me on Instagram and it was about this girl who um who yeah got paralyzed who I think was like 12 and got paralyzed um from the waist down because she took got the COVID vaccine and I went to the Instagram page that I saw, you know, this article, quote unquote, article was from. And it was from this website, or not this website, this Instagram, who that also had a lot of um, vaccine um, hesitant, um, vaccine, like neg- negative stuff about the vaccine, basically, about how, like, that, you know, herbs are all you need. Um, and since I saw, since I saw that she, uh, and since I knew that she, you know, was that kind of person, I was like, okay, how can I tell her and approach this to her in, you know, a factual way? Um, so I went on the website. I, it was, it was a big dig, but I went on the website and it was a website from, I want to say 2006, 2007, like it looked like a really old website, a really sketchy website. Like I was nervous for my laptop of how sketchy this this website looked. Um, And I saw that they posted um, a bunch of um, anti-Semitic stuff as well. So I was like, oh, this isn't good. I went back to my cousin and told her, like, hey, listen, um, I appreciate you. And I and I told her that I appreciated her concern. And I think that's kind of how you should start conversations, you know, sensitive conversations. Like, hey, I'm going to level with you. I told her, like, I understand. And thank you, like, for your concern. 
you know, about me, me potentially getting paralyzed, even though I know that wasn't true. Um, but the article that you sent me um, also has a lot of really bad information on it. Um, and I and then I told her, like, it's not your fault. Like, it's OK, but just make sure that you're checking, um, you know, where you get your sources. And then she messaged me back really quickly, like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know this. Um, I'm so sorry. Like, I just saw this and I sent it to you. And I messaged her back, like, it's okay. Like, it's fine. Like, we all get got. And I think that was kind of a really interesting interaction I had with her. Cause, cause yeah, like, it's not every day that you like get to help somebody out. And, you know, she's, she's, no, she's not like, that sounds bad. She's a young person, but just uh, a different generation of young person, I guess. Like she's a little bit older than me, but yeah, I guess that that's always a nice story. Well, I think that's a great example of somebody having good intentions and just not, you know, doing their due diligence. And you know, like you said, we all get got from time to time. It happens. It happens. But yeah, I think we just need to stay vigilant. Well, I was also gonna say I want to keep my searching diverse because there will be a lot of stuff there is always a lot of stuff on the internet i don't agree with that is very strange and sometimes flat out wrong and bigoted but uh i would also say if you protect yourself from dangerous people online as long as you do that i think it's okay to I don't, I don't want to say desensitize. I, th- I think it's okay to look at a diverse range of sources, at least until it starts getting risky. Then maybe don't do that. But I, I want to try to understand most of the time what it's like in other people's shoes. And at, try as I might, even then, there are some people who just have so ridiculous opinions. I can't do that. But that's that's what I'd like to I'd like to try to be not necessarily open-minded but just observant and then obviously it is it shouldn't be someone trying to force their opinion on you or anything so you, know, you just don't be influenced because that can be good sometimes but it can also be really bad um that's a really good um advice and yeah i know it's kind of difficult sometimes to choke on your pride and um look at something that you disagree with but um i think for for the sake of being media literate it's good to diversify your sources well all i can leave you guys with is i know the rapture is not coming anytime soon as far as i'm aware if any of you have different information please send an email to news at alaskateenmedia.org with information about the rapture. That was Abbey producers Quinn White, Daisy Carter, Carl Cranston-Simmons, and Ormond Lewis discussing news media literacy. You've been listening to Zoom Room, a production of Alaska Teen Media Institute. Our show's theme music is by Kendrick Whiteman and additional music from Devin Schreckengoss. 
Alaska Teen Media Institute is based in Anchorage, Alaska. We would like to acknowledge the Dinana people, whose lands we work on. Many thanks to supporters of our podcast, including Spirited Youth and United Way of Anchorage. The views expressed in our program do not necessarily represent the views of our sponsors. Thanks to our listeners who contribute to our program to help us leverage additional funds and grants. If you'd like to support Youth Voices in Alaska and help keep our podcast going, you can support us on Patreon. It's a membership platform that makes it easy for you to support creative endeavors like Atme. Just go to patreon.com slash Alaska Team Media. You can also help out by subscribing to rating our writing reviews of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Every little bit helps us get our stories out there. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all sorts of updates. For Alaska Team Media Institute, I'm AJ Bao. Thanks for listening. <laughs>